Hello to my beautiful souls in this vast multiverse. I hope everyone is doing good today. Um, I think today's topics, I say topics plural, it's gonna be a few things. One of them is gonna, I'm gonna talk about the concept of being stuck. You know that phrase like, oh, I feel stuck in my life. I feel stuck. So we're gonna go over that. And I'm also gonna go the, I, the concept of um, self-love and what it feels like to love yourself and kind of to uh, see, see self-love in a different perspective. That's not a lot of pressure. Cause you know, when you think of self-love, they're like, you gotta love yourself first before anything good happens in your life. You know what I mean? So we're gonna talk about that. And then I'm gonna share whatever pops up in my, in my head or whatever. So thank you guys for rocking with me this long. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to my ass every week or not every week. Cause I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not consistent, but whatever. Um, yeah, here we motherfucking go. So I wanted to start with the stuck energy or, you know, the feeling of, you know, I get the question, I get it asked a lot to me, but I'm going to share my personal perspective because my motherfucking ass has been feeling stuck as well. So I figured why not we all figure this thing out together, you know? Um, you know, and I've always channeled messages from my spirit guides about, you know, when I, first of all, anytime I feel, you know, basically any kind of emotion, I'm like, help me spirit gods, help me. I hate feeling emotions, you know, but it's a part of life. And, um, basically, um, when you, when, when it comes to stuff, um, before I get personal, let's talk about the, the, the concept, the generalization of it. So when people come to me and say, V, I feel stuck in my life. I feel stuck. Like, um, I, and I think what they mean is that they feel stuck as in like going in circles, feeling like they want a certain something, but don't know how to get there. No matter how much they do something, they're still in the same place. Or it could just be feeling like stuck, like you not knowing which way to go. Sometimes it can feel like you're paralyzed, like where you're just literally just stuck. And, you know, and, and that's a very valid feeling, you know, and technically the feeling of stuck is a feeling. It's an illusion. It's a feeling because technically on a very technical, literal level, we are always changing. Our energy is always in flux. Energy is always moving. Our cells are always moving and growing. So on a technical level, we can never be stuck, but I get it. You know, on a mental and emotional level, hell yeah, it feels real. It feels like, you know, and also being stuck can mean just basically can be maybe feeling like you're stuck in a certain emotional state and it keeps lingering longer than usual. Or maybe you're stuck in a situation where, you feel like, you know, you just feel maybe powerless or something. So we're just feeling stuck in your career, feeling stuck like, man, no matter how much, why am I still stuck in this? So anyway, basically when, um, actually, you know what I was inspired to do this was I, you guys know I do mentorships, right? So I was doing a, I have two versions of mentorship. I have a one month mentorship where I connect with a client each week for four weeks. Then I have like a regular mentorship you know, where it's just like an hour, you can book on my website. But anyway, so this was a monthly mentorship. And with this client, um, she mentioned something about stuck and spirit really had something interesting to say about it. And that's actually kind of what inspired this episode today, believe it or not. Um, basically, um, okay, I wrote it down. So spirit directly asked this question and it really struck a chord in both the client and myself, just hearing it be said, but it was this. What does being unstuck look like for you? And I was like, when, when I said that to the client, when I channeled it, 
we both kind of paused because I was like, yo, that was good. Like you never, sometimes we're so consumed with like, just I'm stuck. That's it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Cause we're like in a high emotional energy. So we just, we're not thinking what does being unstuck look like? And then of course it's like, um, it kind of forces you to look at your situation in more detail. Um, yes, the, you know, our emotions can push the severity or heaviness of anything that's currently going on in our lives. But when we use, um, sometimes we have to bring reasoning to our emotions just so we can work our way through it. It's not, we use reasoning to help have our, to, um, so our emotions can find a way to communicate. Cause sometimes we feel something, but we may not be able to communicate. So when we bring in reason or we start to question, question our emotions and we talk to back to our emotions, it helps our emotions feel free. It helps quote unquote, help the emotion feel unstuck when we actually talk to it. And so that was basically what spirit was saying was what is being, what, what does being unstuck look like for you? So, so guys, anyone who's listening, if you feel stuck in any of your area of life, let's start with question number one. What does being unstuck look like for me? What does it look like? Think about the one thing that's been really troubling you. What is your ideal version of this thing working out? Okay, let's say you're stuck in a dead-end job. Of course, what would being unstuck look like for you? No shit. It'd probably be more logic as fuck that I'm out of this job and had a better job. Okay, so you've answered the question. And, and guys, it's just a hypothetical. I'm just using it as an example. Let's say someone's upset with their job. They feel stuck there. So what if they answer the question, what is feeling unstuck while getting out of this job? Now, okay, then step two would be what are practical steps that I can take to make this happen, this vision that I see for myself, this future that I see for myself. And I always advise, you know, writing it out um, or just talking it out or whatever. And then, um, and also, like I said, stuck energy, we have to take small actions. Also, what, what I channeled in that um, session was that being stuck is also can be, can also be caused by excess idle energy. So on an energetic level, sometimes you have excess idle energy. And and I think what spirit was basically saying was that, um, it's almost like you have too much energy. You're too much guys. When we're thinking overthinking, you guys know everything's electrical, right? So when you're thinking so much, you're going down rabbit holes with your emotions and stuff so much it's creating, generating all this electricity, right? It's all this energy being built up. But when we don't do anything with it, it just builds. And then this heaviness, cloud of heaviness builds over us. So basically the suggestion from Spirit in that session was to um, start implementing small amounts of action. You know, whether that's towards your goal that you want for yourself or outside of goals. Um, It could also mean just getting, you know, getting back into your body, moving your body, um, you know, doing something creative, something to move the energy around. Okay. Now, you know, and also with, um, being stuck, you also got to look at yourself and say, what am I not, what am I not processing right now? Sometimes being a stuck energy can also be about lack of processing about, um, you know, when I say process, I mean like maybe something happened and you just blew it off like it was nothing, but maybe it really did 
get under your skin more than you allowed yourself to believe. Or maybe, you know, there's something you've been dealing with for many, many years and it's just coming to surface. But again, maybe you push to the side. And so basically I also got the advice from spirit that lack of processing energy, lack of processing emotions, um, lack of processing or taking responsibility for our actions and our power. Guys, the best way to, you know, get from point A to point B or to get unstuck is to Um, get back into your power to take responsibility for yourself and your actions and to not define something temporary as, as, you know, infinite because everything is temporary. I mean, technically the only thing that's infinite is your consciousness, right? Our consciousness always lives on forever. Now, um, but I think what spirit was saying that day was that it's important for us to take the time to really talk with ourselves, to really move out energy, to really reflect and say, what does being unstuck look like for me? Does being unstuck, is, is it an emotional thing I'm trying to be untangled from? Is it a physical thing I'm trying to be untangled from? Is it a mental thing I'm looking to get unstuck with? Sometimes a lot of our stuck things can also be, um, as another reason Spirit said, was all mental. It could be a lot of um, mental noise, background noise, you know, in our minds, our mind's noise. That's what my Spirit Guides always said, mind, mind noise. So, you know, with that being said, um, these are just little ways to just, you know, reflect on it. And, um, you know, just getting you know, personal now. I think me, for example, first of all, this motherfucking cancer season was hard for me. Um, and I think it's just because it's just really, it's an intuitive season. It's an emotional ass season. And it was hard for me because almost the last two to three weeks has been so much grief for me popping up that it feels like I'm stuck in it for once. And, you know, usually I, when I do feel grief, it comes and then it goes or whatever, but I've noticed now it's lingering. Usually I would feel it for a day or two and then poof, it'll go away. And then, you know, as they say, grief comes in waves, right? And so these last couple of weeks, since fucking June. I mean, we're in July now. So I mean, basically the whole month, I don't even think it's been a few weeks. I think I'm distorting time here, but, um, yeah, I think it's, uh, I don't know, basically since the whole fucking cancer season, I'm glad this bitch, this bitch ass cancer season's almost over, but guys, I love cancer. So shout out to the cancers, y'all real ones. Cause it's, it's hard to always constantly, it's hard to feel all these emotions all at once, you know? So I guess with the cancer season, it brought out what was already there. You know, it brought out, I guess, literally, pun intended, what was <laughs> channeled, lack of processing emotions and shit. And see, I'm, I'm not afraid to admit that to myself. You know, I always have work to do. You know, I don't know everything. I'm still, I don't know. I didn't even want to talk about this today, to be honest with you guys. You know, I, as a typical earth sign or Capricorn, I don't share my emotions. I don't really feel a lot of emotions generally. I think I like, what is it called? Like I have logic, like I logically process emotions, if that makes sense. So it's like, I don't really feel it this intensely. And so with cancer season, it's a blessing. I would say I'm grateful because, Hey, at least it's getting processed. You know what I mean? But, um, so back to the idea of being stuck, I felt like I've been quote stuck in this grief bubble you know it's funny I did an artwork about grief bubble I think like a few weeks ago I posted on my Instagram but like literally I did that artwork because that's exactly how I feel um grief bubble like I'm in this bubble and it's like 
Um, no matter what I do, I can, I cannot even be thinking about my mom. I could just be chilling, watching TV, something funny, and I will still randomly feel this ounce of sadness. And that's when I'm like, yo, it's never like this hard for me. Usually it's easier for me. And, and it's just, it's been hard to admit just how deeply impacted I really am. And I feel like I've been stuck in some kind of glitch or something, you know. Um, it just feels like I've been stuck in a glitch. And even when I see her in my dreams, I'm sorry, y'all. I did not need uh, to get like emotional, but um, a part of me feels like fucking. Uh, if I wasn't so lazy, <laughs> you know, if I wasn't so lazy, I would have fucking edited this out. But, you know, I'm lazy. <laughs> and because I'm lazy, I'm not going to edit my crying out, unfortunately. So <clears throat> it is what it is. God damn it. I don't even have my water. Usually if I have water nearby, it, it helps ground me. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm laughing at myself because I am that lazy. Like, of course, my Capricorn ass doesn't want to be like crying out on this fucking podcast today. But uh, it is what it is. I can't even. And see, this is what I was saying. Like, I can't even. I can't even. Uh, I can't even think about her. I can't even talk about her. I can't even talk about my dreams with her or about her because it just brings me to tears. God, I didn't even think this was going to be more of a grief episode. I know I was going to talk about like all this other, uh, you know, love, love stuff and uh, things like that. But I guess God had other plans for me, you know, and uh, I'm cool with, uh, you know, I'm cool going with the flow and stuff. Anyway, um, I did not need to be a buzzkill right now for anyone who's listening. And if you're still listening, thank you for <laughs> being with me through my um, grief breakdown, whatever you want to call it. How embarrassing, right? Here I am having a breakdown on a podcast. <laughs> but it's okay, because you know what? That's a part of the love, self-love journey. You know, I accept who I am. I accept that this is a part of me. I accept that, you know, um, it just, it is what it is. I guess, you know what? I have to stay clear with talking about my mom, obviously. Um, but anyway, guys, so yeah, like even with the grief stuff, as you know, I've been stuck in it and I know that it's just been like, uh, it's been hard and, um, you know, I'm just going to go with the flow with this one. I know I had other shit I was going to talk about, but if anyone out there is going through grief, obviously, you know, I just want to say you're not alone. Um, it's just, it's, it's such an interesting journey because it's like, tell me anyone out there who's grieving. I just want to know I'm not crazy for thinking this, but doesn't it feel like, or maybe it's just me, but I just wanted to share with you guys my perspective. Sometimes it feels like when you're going through grief, like, you know, time passes and everyone's like moving on. And then you feel like you're the only one who's like still stuck, you know, or still grieving. And you feel like, wow, no one no one really I don't know it just sometimes it can feel lonely and it can feel isolating 
I don't really feel lonely. I don't like that word. I would say like it can feel isolating. It's in a it's like a very grief is weirdly beautiful because I've as much as I feel weirdly alone in it, I feel weirdly as much I feel very connected to myself ironically. It's like through this grieving process, it's like I've learned to really accept myself. I've learned to really see other versions of myself that actually do exist. I've actually had to, you know, um, I had to process what's really important for me and what's not important for me. And, and people always ask me, V, how do you let go of things so quickly? And I think it's because like, I've seen so much death in my life that, and this is not beyond my mom. I mean, I've, I don't have my dad died when I was younger. Um, my, I don't have any grandparents. They're all dead. By the time I was 25, like everyone was dead. I'm 31 right now, by the way. So yeah, it's like, um, I don't have really much uh, aunts and uncles left on my father's side, really. I've seen, a, I've been to so many funerals. Everyone I meet, you know, like only been a couple. I've been to like eight, 10, you know, I've, for some reason in my lifetime, I've seen a lot of death. And so when people ask me, V, how do you let go of things? Well, I'm like, well, shit, I've had, I've been forced to let go my whole life. My whole life has been a whole process of letting go, right? Like I, I can't even fathom even holding on to something for too long, you know? Not because, oh, like like an abandonment thing, like it's just going to leave me. I, I really feel like I have to pick and choose consciously. I got to consciously choose my life experiences. Life is fucking short, Yes, we will live on. Like I said, we will go to another lifetime. But in this lifetime here, I'm trying to be as present as possible. I want to make sure that I am... Guys, life is created by our everyday actions, thoughts, and mindsets. Who am I to live a shitty life just because of I took a couple L's? Or because, oh, you know, people died on me or people betrayed me. And, and that's my life themes. I would tell you straight up, guys, my life themes, I would say the negative side or the... And nothing's really negative because all of these are positive in a weird way because it serves my soul. But um, just to share more about me personally, my, a lot of my major life themes deal with betrayal, like people randomly betraying me. I know it sounds so like, I know we all been fucking betrayed. So, you know, no shit. Right. Well, like, like blindsided, let's just say that being blindsided by people thinking it's like, yo, I thought we were cool. And then all of a sudden they just like, boom, I'll drop off the face of the planet, you know? And then it makes you, you know, instead of going down the rabbit hole of like, oh my God, what's wrong with me that they did this? Fuck that. That was a clear conscious choice that they had to make for their souls, for whatever's going to work best for them. Good. Good for you. Live your best life with or without me. That's what I've learned on this journey is that the more that you try to hang on and overly personalize someone else's actions, it's only going to make your life (laughs) more suffering. So basically what I've learned through all my pain and my mother effing life was acceptance I accept people and situations and their choices for what they are. Sure, it can sting. Absolutely. Does it still hurt? Absolutely. Just because I accept something doesn't mean it, it absolves and disappears the pain in like one fucking second. You know what I mean? Like, nah, bitch, bitch still, you know, hurt. You know what I mean? But I move on and, and I know I'll go on. And I know that I have a, just like me, all of you guys have tons and tons and tons of spirit guides and angels, ancestors, loved ones. Um, aliens, Buddhas, Jesus, everyone you can think of looking out for us. 
you know, and it's one of those things where, you know, that's why I integrate soul lessons so deeply. And so back going back to what I was saying, I accept people and their choices, even if it doesn't include me, even if it shits on me or whatever. You know, I always say once I learn a lesson, I'll do better in the future, but I'm not going to close down because if we close down after every pain, every heartbreak, we only become more disconnected with our true selves, you know, and I refuse. If anything, I can't, I can't and I won't, can't and won't, both (laughs) can't and won't let any experience or any person disconnect me or have or have anyone have that much control over me and how I choose to live my goddamn life you know so that's what I was saying about my life theme so a lot of it deals with death seeing a lot of deaths not really having much people around in my life the only people I really got is my siblings you know I don't they're still alive so (laughs) the only people I really feel close to so um yeah it's just uh it's been an interesting life thus far um but I think that even though, and that's what helps me let go. I let go because I choose conscious. I consciously choose my life, my life experiences. I could, I could go down rabbit holes and say, why this? Oh my God, that, but you know what? I take full responsibility and say, you know what? I'm going to make sure because I've seen death take people at very young ages, old ages, whatever, and in between, I have to be present here. I have to make the best of this. You know, and going back to my grief journey, and like I said, sometimes it feels like, you know, um, it can be, you know, I remember I did a session with this client a long time ago and she lost someone and we were on Zoom and she was crying, had me crying. <laughs> I don't know if she's listening, but if you're listening, I, I you know, girl, I, I love you and appreciate you. But she said something really beautiful in our session and she said that this world doesn't have grace for people who are going through grief or there's no grace for people who are going through grief and I think basically what she was saying is like like she felt rushed you know it's like feeling like you're rushed in your grief journey like gotta get back to work gotta make money don't have time to even sit here with my emotions and if they do pop up I can't deal with it because I got this this and this going on and you know and I think that's what we were talking about is like that grace that peaceful silent like processing time you know and um Sometimes it feels like, you know, everyone we've passed on, obviously they live with us. You know, I've, when I was doing mediumship readings where I would talk to the dead and it was really awesome to see people's aunts, mothers, grandparents, fathers, kids. I've seen so many people over the years in readings show up in readings and it's, and it's so beautiful and they're still very much alive and they're very much involved in our everyday life processes and just like how their personalities were it's very similar to their side but more wiser so they still retain their personality you know but they're just a little bit more wiser and they're still with us and you know and it's like yeah you know i know that obviously as a psychic and a medium i know that i've literally witnessed it in sessions that they're still here obviously but on a personal level, and it could be a selfish personal level, but I'm like, still, it ain't fair. I want my mom here, and I want so-and-so here, and I want to be able to call some call her, and I want to be able to talk to her, and I want to hang out with her when I want to, and not just some random time once every couple months in some dream or here and there. And it's like, I don't know. I think it's... I think what I feel is normal. I don't, I'm not really judging myself for how I'm thinking or feeling. I think that I'm sure if there's anyone else out there who's going through grief or, you know, just understand that like 
it is just an unfolding process and like I said it I really came out of I've not came out of my grief but what I'm saying is as much as I can't stand it because it brings it's so emotional and heavy I never felt as connected to who I really am and what I'm supposed to do here as a purpose that is ironic the other positive the like I guess I don't know I'm not gonna use the word positive but like that's the other side of grief at least for me personally it's like I now know myself even more deeply and I don't know. It's just, um, but yeah, all in all, it still fucking sucks. <laughs> you know, it just does. And, um, it just, it can be a, it can be an isolating experience, you know, especially when it's like, you want to talk about it, but then you don't because then you're like, great, I'm going to open up. And, uh, uh. But yeah, just wanted to kind of share that. And that's why I am the way I am. Basically, I, I have to put myself in like that energy state of, you know, we all create our realities and I want to make sure I'm creating the best one for myself because as this lifetime as V is a flicker, flicker of dust, like a little flicker of light, boom, that's how quick it goes this lifetime. And that's why I, you know, I'm here doing the best I can to help myself and help others. And, um, yeah, for anyone who's still listening, I really appreciate it. Um, I really went off topic here. And at this point, I think I'm just talking just to relieve my own self and I'm a communicator so I need to communicate and when I communicate I feel better and that's another thing that I've learned about this process is that um when we get to know ourselves we know you know how to better release ourselves some people feel better releasing through exercise I do love hikes I love nature I just want to melt with nature you know nature is my other parent basically (laughs) my only other parent my parents still left is just my you know obviously I don't have any parents but what I'm saying, I mean, they're in heaven, but what I mean is like, nature is my parent. I'm God, you know, this earth is my parent, you know? So it's like, I love melting into the energy of nature and hiking, you know? I'm very much an earth bitch. <laughs> Let's just say that, very much an earthy bitch. Love the outdoors, seriously. Love, 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 love the outdoors. Um, but okay, wanna talk about self-love real quick. Um, trying to move on from this grief stuff. Um, basically, you know, when they say, you ever heard the phrase like, oh, if you don't love yourself, you're never going to do this X, Y, and Z. You can't love yourself. You can't love anyone else. Blah, 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 right? So I think self-love, and I think sometimes, like, I think it's just really a process, a continuation process, you know? I don't think that there's ever, I think there's certain days where we're feeling really good. Oh, man, I'm that bitch. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I love myself. And then there's always going to be days where we're like, womp, 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 I'm depressed, I'm sad, I'm going through, you know, there's always going to be the ups and downs, guys, and I'm, you know, it's, it's fine, but I think that if you see self-love as a continuation thing, that we have to continuously show up for ourselves and give us love, even like today, today I felt like shit, and I was forced to say, you know what, but hey, I'm grateful for who I am, and I'm grateful that I still show up despite my sadness, despite my grief, I'm still able to help people over these. And you know, guys, what's weird is my mom died in 2017 and I started this business in 2018. So it's like, I literally started this business raw through the fucking thick of it, not knowing anything. And the same thing with, and, and I quit and I was, um, you know, guys, I, um, guy, I, man, I don't think I ever told my fucking life story to you guys. Did I? I don't know. Maybe I didn't, but I'm going to just share it now then. Fuck it. So 2017, my mom died. My mom died. Then my grandma died a week later, 2017, January, right after my birthday. Then after that, um, I moved to San Diego and 
I moved to San Diego later in 2017. And then I started my business January 2018. And then I moved to Mexico. And living in Mexico was amazing. Loved it. So, like, it was so good for my soul. So healing. That was very healing for me. Mexico is my fucking healing place, man. I mean, I can heal anywhere, technically. Anyway, so... I'm here in Mexico and shit, 2018, you know, started out doing little email readings, little, you know, just little readings here and there. And I was scared. I was nervous because I quit everything. I didn't have a job at that time. So my job was just to make my business work. I just had this feeling from spirit. They're like, we're going to take care of you. Just do it. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. Let's roll the dice. I'm taking a risk. And ever since then, it's been like that. I haven't clocked in since 2016 literally i I actually ironically i stopped working in 2016 so actually i I haven't really been you know i didn't have a quote job or like a nine to five since 2016 um so then you know i've been doing my own thing as an entrepreneur for all these years and and like and the reason why i bring this up because i was just saying like even on days that i get sad i'm like hey even despite my grief or maybe my grief helps me be more compassionate helps me to understand emotions more so that i can be there for people and i'm seeing it as i could see how it it's helping shape my overall life purpose that losing someone as close to me like my mom and my grandma and so many others who have passed along the way but most importantly though who stands out the most is my mom because she was my road dog she was everything to me and i feel like as i'm talking about her right now i feel her listening i can feel her and see and that's that's the beauty of it it's like i can feel her psychically and i can i know she's listening and then i could see her smiling in my in my mind anyway but yeah she was my everything she when I was sharing my crazy dreams when I was younger, she was so about it. She would always say, tell me your dreams. I want to know. And she was just so cool with who I am. And she always stuck up for me. And I was always so weird as a child, you know, now that now I know why, you know, I've always been seeing spirits. And I used to talk to Jesus when I was younger. I, I don't think I ever told, did I tell you guys that? Maybe I haven't. But yeah, I used to talk to Jesus a lot when I was younger. And I, I and, you know, <laughs> Seriously, I did. And um, and now I work with Jesus. When I do my, um, before reading, I do what's called an intentional prayer where I open my conscious up so I can channel better, you know, channel the information to connect to a client. I always call in Jesus still to this day. But anyway, um, yeah, my mom should always, uh, she'd always listen to me. She would always be on my side. She would always love my otherworldly, out of this world dreams. She was my best friend. We would do everything together. And so, and I was also her, you know, she also had a lot of issues of her own. So I was also taking care of her. So it was a weird mind fuck because it's like, I'm her caretaker, but yet she's taking care of me in other ways, even though I'm her caretaker. And I, it's, I don't know, it was a, it's a mind fuck. And that's how I grew up basically. And I think maybe that's why I'm such a responsible bitch. I've been taking care of people my whole life. And so, and I think as a soul, maybe I came here to help take care of this planet and then I'll be gone sooner than you guys know it. No, not like I'm dying anytime soon. I don't mean it like that. God damn. No, I meant like, you know, when I say soon, I mean like, you know, in 50 some years when I'm like 80, you know what I mean? So anyway, what I'm saying is this, is that I'm now seeing how my grief, my mom, which is a major, huge loss in my life because we were like twins. So it forced me to reevaluate what is my identity outside of being a caretaker what is my identity outside of being now i'm getting even that was when my mom first died i remember saying what the hell am i going to do with the rest of my life i was so scared and i think when anyone dies it's like that 
empty. It was so empty. You, you know, that it's like that raw feeling when someone passes. It's like they're, you could feel them leaving this world. I mean, I could feel, at least I could feel my mom leave this world. And it was like this weird feeling of like, you know, they say in grief, the numbness. Like you felt this like sense of you're just numb. And it was, and, and, and when I felt numb, it was an emptiness. And I remember I was writing in my journal, what am I going to do with my life now? And I realized I had an identity issue. Like my identity was taking care of her, was living my life with her and for her and together and stuff. So it was really hard. And then now as years pass, now I'm also, and my spirit guides always have me reevaluate the word identity a lot. And they, and this can, anyone who's listening, you can apply this to your life as well. I know um, it's really uncomfortable for me, honestly, to share my life, but I don't think I've really shared this much about my personal life. So I'm like, fuck it. Um, but I feel like it's a good thing, you know? Anyway, I, uh, so even now, I get asked a question from my spirit guides. What is your identity outside of a psychic? What is your identity outside of this? What is your identity? You know, basically they're trying to help me remove identities to what I do as a living, what I, what I feel, but what I, whatever. It's like, I'm like, I kept saying, everything's unfolding for me to be in a constant state of letting go of loving the present moment, loving myself, loving myself as an everyday thing. And I just wing it, man. And every day I'm detaching from what I do. Yes, I technically see spirits my whole life since I was a baby. Literally, since I, since I was seven years old, I've been seeing ghosts. I've been dealing. I've been doing this psychic stuff forever. And not doing. I was born with it. So it's a part of my mission in life, right? And I'll always do this for the rest of my life. But I think sometimes it's important that we not get caught up in what we do. And also just remember that we are beings and we're also supposed to be. And sometimes I'm finding the balance between being a doer and just being. And in between, I motherfucking flow, you know? And I think if anyone's listening, this could be advice for anything. Don't measure your whole worth based on accomplishments or what you do. It's really about who you are, how you treat people, how you, you know... Are you leaving this world better than when you found it? Or are you, when you talk to someone, are you leaving them better? You know what I mean? Like bringing energy to a room, bringing energy to someone who's going through something or, you know, whatever. So I don't know. That's the little things that I've been thinking about. And also with, like I said, with self-love, I do believe it's possible to be feeling like shit and simultaneously love yourself all at the same time because our emotions will always have us going in circles. But if we can remind ourselves that this is temporary and, you know, not only is it temporary, but that our emotions tend to create more illusions, you know, and we just have to talk it out. We have to talk to our emotions. So for example, when I feel angry, I'm like, am I really angry over this thing? Or am I angry because this has been building up from something random for months or weeks ago, you know? And so that's how I evaluate my process and you know, shit like that. But um, I don't know where I was going this episode, but I just wanted to say thank you guys for listening. And um, thank you guys for just supporting me. Seriously. I, till this day, you know, when I was younger, I was such a lone wolf or wolfette, you know, and I've always been that way. Still to this day, don't really have a lot of people in my life, keep to myself usually. And just being able to share myself with you guys and 
for you guys to also share yourselves with me and feel and you know that we can you know I trust you guys and you guys trust me it's a really beautiful thing and I just want to say like it's not random whoever's listening to this that we all cross paths and I just want to say thank you for being here in this side of the universe with me thank you you guys really um helped me if I if my younger self would have known I'd be doing this oh man never would have believed it never would have believed it I kept to myself for so long but I guess God's like, bitch, you better get them words out. Because I was always writing. I would have many, many diaries of writing so much channeled messages. I didn't even know I was channeling when I was younger. I thought it was just my own. I mean, it's like, a, you know, your own thoughts, but mixed with spirit and my visions, everything I kept to myself. And so basically, it's good to release yourself. It's good to free yourself. So anyway, guys, I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Until the next episode. Peace. <laughs>